How's it going, everybody? Joe and Luke here again for the Charging Buffalo podcast back at the, uh, the Charging Buffalo studio. That's what I'm going to call it. Uh, whether you want to or not. <laughs> but, yeah. How are you, Joe? I'm doing well. It is a good day. Good, good. I feel like there's going to be some, like, trade announced well, while we're recording. Now, we'll get into the Taylor Hall stuff because he's reportedly not, well, I guess it's confirmed that he's not playing this evening. So, um, big things happen after episodes of the Charge Buffalo come out. This is a recurring theme on the show. We mm-hmm. talk about this often. So, we're officially on Hall Trade Watch. Nothing, did anything happen after the last episode? I don't think so. They, uh, I mean, they broke the losing streak. Yeah, yeah. They won, if you want to count that. They won two games. No. Right? Yeah, was it two? Yeah. Yeah, two games. And uh, they're playing pretty entertaining hockey. They're playing um, Tice Thompson and the New Jersey Devils tonight. That's right. That's right. Now, I just want to, uh, before we begin, share a little anecdote from this morning, how I started my day. All right. So uh, I woke up at 8 o'clock, get all showered, get ready to go out the door to begin my day. And, you know, I have shorts on. And uh, my mom goes, you have a hole in those shorts. And I, you know, I feel it because, you know, there's kind of that. There's two layers of fabric, right, in most mm-hmm. pair of shorts. There's the outer layer that rips more easily, but inside there's that meshy kind of layer, right? Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, okay, well, it's only that outer layer that's ripped. And I sit there and I ponder it for a minute. And I'm like, I'm going to go change my shorts. So I go back upstairs. I can't find another pair of shorts in the pile. So I'm like, ah, well, you know what? I was wearing my brand new Coyotes shorts last night, but I took them off in the, sh- you know, in the bathroom. So they're on the bathroom floor right now. So I go in there and I'm like, hmm, well, I, I got out of the shower. So I stepped in them. I feel them. They're not that wet. So I threw those ones back on that were back on the floor, on the floor in the bathroom. So uh, they've dried off since, but I am now wearing, um, probably the only pair of shorts that I own that do not have a hole in them. So that, that's how my morning started. Kachina Coyotes shorts. Now, my level of self-respect is is that low that I actually pondered going out with these ripped shorts. <laughs> that is, I think that's the important part here, is that I actually very nearly indeed uh, went out with ripped shorts because I just don't care how I look. Mm-hmm. That's an issue I have to address. There you go. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time for a shopping spree. Maybe. Do you have any uh, fun stories from this uh, morning? This nothing. morning, no. Nothing Nothing really comes to mind. I'm on the job hunt. Oh, good. As am I. Yes, yeah, yes, so. yes. Uh, well, Just you know that. what? Um, folks, feel free, if you're a listener, share your um, share how many pair of shorts you own and if they're all fully intact with no holes. You know what? Speaking of pants and shorts mm-hmm. i have now ripped three mm. not one not two but three mm-hmm. pairs of my work pants oh god at work mm. and it's very like i'm like oh god well, what does you it, do, why does this keep happening <laughs> what you do involves lots of crouching down though I yes think, so. lots and lots well so maybe it's, it's very frustrating i'm running out of work pants i know you're a gym rat mm. are you uh, if you want to call me that, I guess you could. Well, listen, I don't go that compared much to me, <laughs> compared to me, you're a gym rat. Uh, maybe you're just getting really jacked and tan. 
you know i haven't gone in a couple weeks though maybe you're you're working those legs and it's you know (laughs) getting results possibly yeah all right taylor hall yep taylor hall is not going to play tonight against his former team in new jersey devils he's being held out for precautionary reasons Mm -hmm. aka he's going to get traded soon Maybe during this podcast. That would be cool. Maybe. Maybe immediately after. We've never had something break to this magnitude while the podcast was going on. So we're going to be monitoring the situation as the hour or so goes on. Yes, as the hour approaches. The witching hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the witch is dead. Yes. Again. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Uh, yep, the, the hour is fast approaching. There's under a week right until the trade deadline. It's six days it's Monday. from now. Monday. Monday, yeah. Okay. So that'll be fun. And hopefully it's not like last year where everything happens beforehand, like a week before or a month before. What are you reading? You just made a shock it face. It looks like Linus Weisbach may be signing his entry-level deal. Well, there we go. we are recording this. Elite Prospect Transfers just tweeted out, rumor, Linus Weisbach forward University of Wisconsin to Buffalo Sabres. So this is... Something to look out for, and now it looks like uh, this isn't Swedish, but this Swedish reporter, it looks like his name is Henrik Lemon, L-E-M-A-N. Here that former Forlunda junior, uh, Linus Weisbach, soon to be 23, will have missed out on the Buffalo Sabres. Weisbach is, is in his fourth year as a student at the University of Wisconsin. Confirmation will surely be coming from the Sabres. So obviously... Uh, Maybe we'll see him. Uh, the translation here could be messed up. That did sound kind of confusing, but maybe he's being signed. Maybe he's being traded. Who knows? Maybe he's going to free agency. So, because in the translation it said missed out on the Sabers. So right. Hmm. Or maybe maybe uh, it's like he wouldn't have played for the team this year if he didn't sign or something like that. Who maybe knows? maybe the translation means now he won't miss out. I don't know, but, well, that'll be exciting, certainly, if he does come over. Uh, that'll be another guy to inject into the lineup. It'll certainly be a spot. Also, R2 Rutzelainen is being promoted to the taxi squad yesterday. Yeah, we should have seen that. Yeah, we should have seen this sign. coming. Yeah. So now he naturally will well, slide into Taylor Hall's spot. Right. I mean, Well, yeah, we should have seen that as a sign that Hall might be um, on the way out. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, I said inject into the lineup. That's definitely a Ralph Kruger term. Oh, yeah. Inject. Buzzwords. In. Yeah. Those buzzwords. Um, but, yeah, some exciting stuff happening. Uh, I'll tell you what. I mean, the team has been pretty darn exciting relative to what we had early what in the season. What we've been seeing. What yeah. we've been seeing. Uh, but it's kind of like, you know, the young guys seem like they're 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 buoying. All this mm, middle stat looks good. He scored a nice goal the other day. Thompson looks Thompson looks okay a lot too. more confident. Which mm-hmm. I don't think we figured that maybe Kruger was having a negative impact on Thompson too. Yeah, yeah, and I think it helps that he's not facing the pressure of having to please Jack Eichel on that line too. And you know, I mean, he's not at that skill set yet where you can just throw him on that line with Jack. I I do think that plays a part in it. He's he's playing you know, the accurate role that he should be playing, and he doesn't have to live up to the expectation of being on the first line. So uh, good to see him playing with a bit more confidence. 
Of course, he had Taylor Hall open, and that that might be the lasting impression of Taylor Hall in a Sabres uniform. Mm-hmm. That'll be his last memory. Wide open pass. The wide open pass in overtime. That oops, sorry, heard that chair thump there. Ooh, I gotta move that. Uh, but yeah, uh, that'll be the lasting impression that Hall has when he thinks about his time mm-hmm. at Sabre. That'll be the final. Thompson, of course, having the shootout winner against the Rangers. Right. Simple snapshot. No, it was a nice. It was a nice goal. Like, it didn't it was. look like there was a whole lot of room there, and he found the back of the net. I'm I'm happy they keep giving Middlestad a chance in mm-hmm. in the shootouts. And did you notice? I don't know if they have been doing this all year. I mean, again, we haven't been to a shootout in 15 months. Uh, but Taylor Hall didn't go up. I wonder, you know, to shoot. I don't know if he's done it at any point this season. But maybe that was kind of a signal of, hey, you know, he's not going to be here a while. Let's give the kids a chance. Let's give the ch- kids a chance to shine because we don't know how many shootouts we're going to get to the rest of the year either. Mm-hmm. So let's give these guys a chance here because it was it Did was. Did Reinhardt go? Reinhardt's one of their better shootout players. It was Casey Tage, and um, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Was it wasn't Darlene? Was it? It wasn't Skinner. Hmm. Darlene has had a couple. Yeah, he's gone a couple opportunities, times. but I don't. I don't think it was Reinhardt. Oh well. Well, the point doesn't is, doesn't matter. Right? He didn't score. Uh, the point is, the young guy's got a chance, and uh, middle stat. Of course, we have yet to see him really translate what we saw in college and in the juniors in the shootouts to the NHL. But I mean he has skill there, right? So he did have an I remember he got a shootout winner against Vancouver. It might have been last that, year or the year. Well, before. wait a minute. That may have been the Black Friday game during the ten game winning streak. Yeah, I think it might was have been it? during the ten game win streak. because uh, that was when we tied it with a minute less than a minute to go. Went to shootout and I think that was Middlestad who had the winner. That was like all the games in the ten game winning streak that came back and won. Right. I still remember one of the goals that I most remember from that is Tage Thompson against the Red Wings. Mm -hmm. I think. I was at I I think was that during a Bills game? Mm. I want to say maybe during I don't think so because I was watching it. And I wouldn't have watched well, well, oh, you know what? No, it was I a was, nighttime game. It was a nighttime game. It was a nighttime, nighttime, nighttime game. game. I was I was doing something for the WGR internship. I think I was doing the sponsor reads during that game. Yeah, definitely. Was that Columbus Day? I don't know. Might have been Columbus it Day. It might have been. Ah, whatever. Not important. <laughs> yeah, not important. But we're recollecting. But, uh, no, I really like what I've seen from Casey especially. Real hard worker of late. Um, he's doing pretty good at center, too. And Granado's been putting him at center. Kruger was like, yeah, he's not going to be a center. But you, you would think that ship was sailed under Kruger, but I really Granado's, like, Granado's really leaning on Middlestad and Thompson. I really like Don Granado, and I'm, I'm wondering if maybe he's going to... Of course, it's customary for the interim guy to get an interview, but... I wonder if he'll actually get some consideration now to take over uh, head coach, or at least keep him on the staff. Oh, did keep he, him on the staff. If he's not on, still on the staff, that's a crime. Yeah, I you know I feel like he's uh, maybe he's just thinking like I have nothing else to lose here, right? So let yeah. these guys take the chains off. Let them go. I love listening to him talk. I know he's he's, he's a truth he's great. Teller. Like mm-hmm. it's such a breath of fresh air compared to 
the snake oil salesman. He Ralph can Kruger. actually break down the game and doesn't mm-hmm. just give life lessons. And you know what I've noticed? He takes a while to get to meet the media on the Zoom calls after the game. And I think judging by some of his uh, media availabilities, he has said like he will go and like look at film with the team after the game. Maybe that's why it takes a little longer. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, I for me, I think he does deserve some consideration because the team is watchable now. Now we, remember, we do need to lift our standards here, and remember we had Phil Housley and Ralph Kruger, who are arguably two of the three worst coaches in the history of this franchise, <laughs> and Dan Bilesman too. We haven't had an offensive-minded coach who wants to play this kind of style of game the Sabres have been playing for a very long time probably since Lindy and Lindy wasn't even really all that let's go all that score some goals you know Mm -hmm. so this is the kind of coach that I want and if they do keep Don Granado I'd be okay with it because I know what we're getting into now maybe Nate Lehman is good maybe he'll be a good coach maybe he won't be a good coach but if Nate Lehman comes in here and we're playing we're preaching principles again and checking detail, like with Housley, I, I don't know if I can take that again. I'm still totally uninspired by a college coach coming in here. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. That'll kill me. Yeah, I'd be okay with Granado. I don't know. Like, I know people are all saying, oh, it can't be Granado because they need to go get a real coach, but I'm okay with it. Like, I'd rather have Granado than. Guys like Kruger and Housley. It would be uninspiring. It would be uninspiring. But, uh, I mean, he, he's getting the most out of these guys. Mm-hmm. Is he not? I mean, we've oh, seen absolutely. Rasmus Asplund scored recently. Uh, like, a lot of the, the late-round picks are actually, you know, chipping. I mean, Asplund's a second-round pick. But, uh, no, a lot of the, the guys who would be on the Amherst are chipping in. Uh, hopefully, Rutzlein's in the lineup tonight. That'll be another exciting draw. I feel like he will be. Yeah. Granado said in his... Uh, pre-game presser, I guess you could say, uh, that he's ready to play no matter what. So, so that'll be exciting to watch as well. I'm just checking. Yeah, I'm actually looking Weisbach at the standings watch. too. I don't see anything. Yeah, new. Linus Weisbach. Uh, where in the world is Linus Weisbach? <laughs> uh, waiting for that news to break, of course. Uh, but yeah. It, it'll be an exciting game. I'm actually my 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 fire to watch this team has uh, been reinstalled. I'm looking forward to it because there were some games where I just be like, ah, eh, I don't really care. Maybe I'm. There were a watch. lot of games where I was like that. I did watch most of them, but like I just didn't really have the drive to watch it. Like one of the Rangers games, the the game where the Rangers scored like ten seconds in and then Reinhardt tied it. I didn't watch any of that one. Oh yeah, that was the, the Proud to like, admit it. two to one game like three minutes in mm-hmm. where Bushnevich had two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well that wasn't that one of Kruger's last hurrahs? Mm. Was he here for that game? Yeah, Kruger was here for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It's see, like part of me wants to say Granado is a good coach, but also part of me says where are our standards? Right. You can't just go with the the you know the first thing you see. Mm-hmm. And you I'm, I'm not time. saying Kruger deserves a look because he won a couple. I mean, Granado deserves a look as head coach because he won a couple games. No, it's the style of play that he wants. It's the way that he talks. And also, 
you look at the young players, Darlene, you Darlene needs a coach that's going to help unlock that potential that we all saw. He years has the and green light. He has the green light. How many coaches are going to give Darlene that green light? And I think that's going to be an important question that Kevin Adams has to ask while evaluating these coaching candidates. Because Granado checks a lot of the boxes. The only box he doesn't really check is proven track record of success and experience. Mm-hmm. Because if a coach came in here and his name was Bruce Boudreau, Claude Julian, or Gerard Gallant and did the same things that Granado has been doing with this team, I think everyone would be very pleased with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, see, that's the importance of the name value, mm-hmm. right? Granado isn't the brand name. He's he's great value. Yeah, he's the Aldi brand. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yes. He's Aldi brand Bruce Boudreaux. And I think people, fans like me, want something that's inspiring, and they want, you know, they want... Credibility. They want credibility. And, like, as you should, as you should. Correct, correct. They want positive attention on the team and not just, oh, well, here comes another first-timer guy who nobody knows about. Uh, who I'm pretty sure doesn't even wear a suit behind the bench. Yeah, he wears like a... Like a sweater vest, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. He goes with the torts approach. But no, I think fans want uh, something more inspiring, if you will. But if it came down to Granado and Lehman, I'm picking Granado. Or... But like, you didn't even see this kind of impact of Granado. What impact did Granado have as an assistant coach? What Do assistant coaches do anything... It doesn't seem like they do anything here, <laughs> especially since, I mean, at least for the start of the season, he was up in the press box. It looked like Steve Smith was the most active assistant coach. Oh, yeah. Right? And and uh, Mike Bales was always the one who— Goalie coach. Yeah, he always gave the insight, though, uh, when the when Rob Ray would talk. So I, I feel like Granado was probably the senior-most guy remaining on the bench, so— that's why he got the option, but Granado's only in his fifties, I think. I feel like Steve Smith is definitely older than Granado. Let me let me take a look. I I'd say they're probably the same age. Let's see. I wouldn't be shocked. Don Granado and Steve Smith. I mean, Steve Smith was playing uh in the late eighties, you know, so he's Steve he was, Smith is fifty seven. Fifty seven. Don Granado's fifty three, I just looked All right. up. So, so yeah, they're, they're close. They're close. Yeah. Uh Granado's also a likable guy. He is. He Seems is like a nice genuine Man. He looks like a college professor. Steve Smith is like diet Ralph Kruger. Right. That's right. Steve Smith. And even his name is boring. I'm, I apologize if any of our listeners are named Steve Smith. I apologize. <laughs> There's probably a pretty decent chance that one of the listeners are named Steve but, Smith. But, you know, Don Granado is a flavorful name. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And you know what? There's a connection for Linus Weisbach. Don Granado's brother oh. coached. coached. Linus Weisbach. So maybe. Wait, what? what who is the other Granado? Well, Tony. I know t- Tony. Okay, I know. Uh, Ray Ferraro. Ray Ferraro is married to Cami Granado. Cami Granado. That's yeah. it. Yep. And she she was the U.S. Olympic team uh, player who was very good. Mm-hmm. Right. All the connections. All the connections there. It's a hot. It's good old American hockey family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, hey, getting touched with excellence, right? Exactly. And you know what, like. You can point out Ron Ralston, too, because Ron Ralston had good success as interim. He got promoted to the full-time head coach the following season, and they lost, like, every game. And then he got fired. Yeah. He, he was very—he was a very boring man. He was mm-hmm. a dull man. 
So probably eight you Brussels sprouts. Is a snack. It's the same argument as oh, we fell on so many draft picks, well, we should just trade every draft pick. No, like mm-hmm. you can't say Don Granado is going to fail because Ron Ralston failed. It's just stupid. Right. So he should definitely be under consideration. I think he is. He's definitely proving it. And yeah, they're not a perfect team by any means. There's still a lot of injuries. Eichel's not playing. But they look better. And it's there's been very, no updates on Eichel either, Yeah, which is odd. There's no update on Eichel. But, yeah, they look better. They look much better. They're watchable. And now they have good goaltending. There's too. just something so refreshing about the prominent role that the youngsters are playing. Because mm-hmm. this never really happened at all before. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Ever since like Eichel and Reinhardt were rookies. Like you're, you're hearing, at least like on NHL Network Radio, they're talking about, hey, this Jacob Bryson, he might be a fan, like, you know, a, a dark horse fantasy option if you need someone on defense. You know, like, he's looking like a pretty promising, prominent piece of this defense. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's exciting to hear uh, people talk about that and how he's a good puck-moving defenseman. He's, he, Jacob Bryson's good. He is good. He's very, he, like, he's very good. He, Brandon, you know who I'm very impressed with since Granat scored? Brandon Montour. Mm-hmm. He's completely flipped a switch. He, he looks very good. He, he, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's that skating uh, offensive defenseman that folks expected when mm-hmm. we traded for him. He had three goals in two games. Uh, he had a two-goal game somewhere in there as well. Two short-handed goals. Two short-handed goals. I've, I've loved watching Montour play. The defense is just more exciting to watch. Yeah, Montour looks really good, and I have pause trading him now. I would I would much prefer to see them extend the guy and trade Rasmus Ristolainen. Who apparently, uh, I think I saw interest. he's getting interest again. Yeah, uh, the but they don't people. want to trade him. Yeah, That could mean they don't want to trade him now. Maybe they want to wait until the offseason. Which I understand, because you, know you give him the offseason, recuperate. He's probably still struggling with his endurance and his cardio with the COVID stuff, if I were to imagine. I'm, I'm not an athlete, but I'm, I imagine it's pretty hard coming back from a virus and transitioning right into a professional athlete's schedule. So, you know, give him that off season to recover. Maybe he gets back to the form he was in in the first 10 games of the season, right? Mm-hmm. That's That would be the hope. Um, so maybe there is a reason to keep him around. I go back to the expansion draft. Mm-hmm. You either expose him or trade him because I'm not interested in losing Will Borgen. That's another guy. Like they they do have some interesting young pieces coming up, and I'm very intrigued by watching R2 Roots line in tonight potentially because mm-hmm. he's Rochester's leading scorer. I think he's got like 13 points. 13 points in 13 games. Yeah, so five goals, eight assists, I believe. Hopefully, he can come in here and make somewhat of an impact and. We can all be like, oh, why didn't they bring him up sooner? What number is he, 25? I think in Buffalo he wears 25. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to come up with a – I'm not a Star Wars fan by me, not really, but I'm trying to find a, a, a pun for his name in R2-D2. <laughs> if only he was a defenseman and he was you know on the second pairing, R2-D2. Mm, well, that right? would work. R, yeah, R2-D2, yeah. That would that would definitely work. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. But uh, no, um, Linus Allmark, of course, he he put that uh, that boost into the lineup. It's pretty pathetic that they didn't get a win when he was gone. It's kind of sad. <laughs> it is very sad indeed. They didn't win a single game while he was out. 
Right. Right. Uh, didn't win a single game, but he's looking pretty good. I mean, listen, with the way the goalie market is and the interest in goalies at the moment, wouldn't you think he'd get you a first-round pick? There's not many goalies available. Teams aren't willing to trade goalies unless you're way out of the playoffs. The Senators have no available goalies to trade. Uh I don't know if the Red Wings sure. would be trading. Yeah, I think he's available. Yeah, I don't know if the Red Wings would um, trade, you know, Thomas Grice. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, teams, I imagine, are going to be paying top dollar for goaltenders. Allmark's probably the top guy available. Yeah, now I think of it, he definitely would be. If you're trading him to uh, the Avalanche, <laughs> right? A team that can, I mean, if they take two Sabres goalies, I don't know. Uh, you know, teams like Vegas... Might be out of it. I'm just looking at the uh, the the top of the standings. Uh, what about Tampa? Uh, could they afford him on the cap though? That's the question. That's a good point. That that's a good point. Well, send us somebody. Send us uh, send us a Tyler Curtis Johnson. Mac- Curtis Macklin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about Edmonton? Ooh, they're interesting. Because I feel like you know they have that reputation where they're up and down every year in the standings, so maybe they'd be mm-hmm. hesitant to. Um, send us something but uh i mean you gotta think too i mean with with only four teams uh in each division going to the playoffs uh some of these like that canadian division is interesting too because one of those teams is going to be the conference final which probably equates to a late first round pick right so will a, will a Canadian team be more willing to give up Ooh, a first round pick? That's that's interesting, right? Well, uh, Montreal Carey Price just went down too. You're right. Call up Caden Primo. I don't know if that's the situation they want to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, in I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. Vancouver's way out. But uh, I'm looking at Montreal, Edmonton, Toronto. Toronto's been linked to Allmark too. I don't know yeah. if they should trade him, but if they're if some team's going to give you a first round pick for Linus Allmark, who is going to be here for how many games left? Is it like fifteen games? Uh, let me find this. I can't believe how far into the season we are. Yeah, There's uh, going by so. Sabers have nineteen games. Yeah, left. nineteen games left. If a team wants to give you a first round pick for Linus Allmark, you take that and run, and then you try and sign him in the off season. Yeah. Even like a second round pick and a prospect, that'd be fine too. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Uh, like, it, Allmark is a guy who I could see coming back here because he's not going to start many other places. I did some research yesterday. He he will start here next year, I think, no matter what. If if they decide, I mean, I don't think Hutton will be back. Uh, Tukarski's not going to be an option. No. Uh, I think that this is the best place where Allmark can start and have a, you know, um, I don't want to say a shot at at, at at winning. No winning team is going to go to him as their, their starting Especially guy. Especially with the proven goalies that have played 200-plus NHL games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through Cap Friendly yesterday and calculated this. Five starting jobs for goaltenders will be open in free agency. This isn't accounting for Seattle, too, so mm-hmm. there will be three other potential openings, 16 backup jobs as well. And then the free agent list headlined by Tuka Rask, Freddie Anderson, Pecorine, Devin Dubnik, Antti Ranta, Reimer, Grubauer, Mrazek, Bernier, Riddick, Almar, Kalak, Mike Smith, Laurent Bressois, Brian Alley, Chris Drieger, Arendelle. They're all available. That's a really good – they're probably not going to bring back Drieger. 
Probably not. Right? I mean, you have Knight in the pipeline and Bobrovsky on that huge mm-hmm. deal. So Calgary looking for a backup. Edmonton probably a starter. Koskinen would be their backup. Ottawa probably needs a backup unless they want to go to uh, one of their younger guys. Gustafson's been pretty good, I think, from what I've seen. Yeah, that's what I hear. Toronto will need either a backup or a starter, depending on how they feel about Jack Campbell. Winnipeg will need a new backup. Anaheim will need a backup. Colorado needs a starter. San Jose needs a starter, unless they think Martin Jones can still. What about Washington? Washington has Vanacek and Samsonov. I know that, uh, see, at least if there was a trade with Allmark this season, Washington is not our team. I could see that Have they been with, struggling in the net? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if they have lately, but I know there was questions about Vanacek holding up. I mean, I look I look at the scoreboard a lot and see that the Capitals are playing a lot of 5-4, you mm. know, 4-3 games. Um, I don't know. Maybe I would want Vanacek back if they trade him. I like, yeah, I, 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 I like Vitek Vanacek, but... Uh, just a, just a thought yeah. there if they want St. more St. Louis depth. will need a backup unless they think Vili Huso is good enough. Carolina needs a backup. It looks like Nadelkovich is really taking that starter role. Chicago needs a backup unless they think Subban or uh, Delia is good enough. Detroit will need a starter. Florida will need a backup. Nashville will need a backup. Tampa needs a backup. Buffalo and Boston are the only teams that will need a starter and a backup if Allmark goes to free agency. New Jersey will need a backup. Philly will need someone. Something. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be a good spot for Allmark, too. Yeah. I'm I su- think. I'm surprised we haven't heard that Philly is banging down the door to try and get him. But as you can see, there's not a lot of starter jobs out there. And after reading off the pending UFA list, is Allmark going to get a starting job anywhere besides here? I really don't think so. Uh, you may think Allmark is better than Freddie Anderson or Tuka Rask, but we know how the NHL works. Mm-hmm. Pecorine is probably going to get a starting goaltender job, even though he does not deserve it. Henrik Lundqvist almost Henrik Lundqvist started this is, year. Yeah, Lundqvist mm-hmm. is, might return. Who knows? Right. I but hope he can. If a team gives the Sabres a first-round pick for Allmark, you take that without thinking. I yeah. do think they should sign him because he is very good. He's definitely a league average starting goaltender, and that's something that they haven't had for a while. Although I do think Robin Leonard was good and undervalued here by the fans. But I think they should sign him. How much money is your cutoff for Linus Allmark and potential contract? Thatcher Demko got five years, five million. See, I think I'd go four and a half to five million. I think that's fair. I think my cutoff is probably four. It, it, you know, I'm also thinking, will he go for that? You know? I don't know. I would like for. Because you could play a game of chicken and be like, okay, good luck, and then no one is going to pay him that. Yeah. See, I think even with a flat cap, $5 million was too much for Demko. If, that surprised me with the the suddenness of that signing, too. Mm-hmm. Uh that you know that's that's a pretty long contract. Um, that could either be a great contract or another Canucks I think, contract that's going to kill them for a while. I think that's just right for a good goalie, though. Yeah, I do. It's a risk. It's a calculated risk, but it could. It is, but I you know I, I don't know me. Um, maybe my sense of numbers is just all 
screwed up because I've been looking at so much football free agency lately. But I feel like, you know, $5 million, that's right in the middle of, you know, you could still manage your team mm-hmm. with a guy, with a goalie making $5 million. I think this, this season— Allmark would definitely take that, though. He would. This season, I think, has been good for showing how important a starting goalie is. I think goalies are gonna I mean, goalies and their agents are gonna love this season because they're they're gonna see that you know look at what happens when you know uh, this guy you know when you don't have a good backup and uh, when you know you don't have a, a, a capable starter. Uh, but um, no, so I think they're gonna be they're gonna be thrilled. <laughs> I think I, I've been pretty outspoken on Twitter about how if a team brings the Sabres a good offer, they should trade Allmark, and I've gotten a lot of backlash from a couple people. <laughs> it's like people look at the stats and the save percentage, and they're like, oh, my God, he's a top-five goalie in the league. Yeah. Like, one, he's been in, he missed how many games due to injury and him being away because of his father passing away. Mm-hmm. But, like, if he played during the heyday of Ralph is a dead man walking, how, like his stats would be floundering. Yeah. Let's not pretend like that's not a reality. See, that's the thing, too, is that somebody has to play goalie for this team, and compared to what they've had in net, mm-hmm. he's Dominic that's, an, that's another ridiculous argument. Like, oh, who's going to play goalie? Like, who cares? They're going to finish in the bottom two. Yeah. Whatever. Stefanos Lekas could play goalie and. <laughs> The outcome wouldn't be much different. Like, I don't really care. Like, I like Allmark. I think he's an interesting guy. He looks like a he's a good person by all accounts. Seems like a nice man. I met him before. Family man. Mm-hmm. Keep him. But, again, this team's in 31st place by a lot, and changes need to be made. And let's not act like, hey, maybe Linus Allmark wants to leave, too. I know there's no reason to believe that he wants to leave, but... Why? What's keeping him here, you know? Like, the team almost took him to arbitration last year, yeah, and they were pretty far off. I, I think his ask last year was $4 million, something like that, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, I don't know about that. And now, all of a sudden, after a pretty decent stretch of play, now everyone's like, oh, we went from, oh, my God, let's, we need a goalie right now or else we're toast. Why didn't Kevin Adams do anything to, oh, we have our franchise goalie? Yeah. Like, can we be somewhere in the middle here? It definitely. And be realistic and be touched with into reality. Yeah, it definitely it's does. It's very, like, short-sighted. Yeah. It does seem like the writing might be on the wall for him to leave when you put it like that. Yeah, like, if he could start somewhere else, do you think he would go somewhere else? Like, yeah, obviously, absolutely. if you're absolutely. Allmark, you want to start, you're not going to go to, say... He does have a family now, though. Yeah. So, which, to my understanding, they're still in Sweden. I think I read an article. Oh, is that where? Yeah. yeah. So they're still in Sweden. So he's here all alone. But yeah, if you're Allmark, are you going to want to be the starter in Buffalo, or do you want to go be the backup in, let's say, Colorado? Yeah. Well, that's a place where you could split, where you could split time, probably, mm-hmm. with Grubauer. Except Grubauer's been really good this year. Yeah. The, I mean, the Avalanche have won uh, 13 of the last 15 games. Oh, good for Haven't them. lost in regulation. Jonas Johansson, Stanley Cup champion. It's going to happen. The Sabres Twitter will be set ablaze when Jonas Johansson <laughs> is holding the Stanley Cup. We only got a sixth-round pick for this guy. Look at this guy. He did nothing, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to complain anyway. <laughs> Do you want to hear a fun stat? Yes. 
the Buffalo Sabres, as of today, only have four players since 2010 that were drafted by the team, not in the first round, that have played 100 games. Wow. Who are those players? JT Comfer, Brendan Lemieux, Linus Allmark, and Jake McCabe. Victor Olofsson, if he plays tonight, he will be at game number 98. So Wow. So it's bad enough that it's only 10 players. It's also bad that they aren't even on the team anymore, mm-hmm. <laughs> most of them. So they have two currently that are on the team. But, like, Comfer and Lemieux never played a game for the Buffalo Sabres. And I also did some more looking into every team for this stat. Oh, boy. Would you like to guess the... One, two. He's counting. If you can hear him whispering. There are eight teams that have either four players or below. Would you like to take a guess? That have played 100 games Mm -hmm. after being drafted past the fourth round, was it? Past the first round. And there's eight teams that have... four or less. Oh, boy. Um, Let me think here. Um, is, Is Detroit one? Detroit actually has the most. Really? Twelve. Okay, so maybe I should avoid the teams that are bad because mm-hmm. if you have... think about it, bad teams will give opportunity right, exactly, in theory, exactly. which is even more mind-boggling of how bad the Sabres have been drafting because uh, they've been so bad over this stretch. Okay, Re- wait, rephrase this again just so I can okay. have it cleared in my mind. Teams that have picked a player to play one hundred, at least 100 NHL games since 2010 that were not drafted in the first round. Oh, man. Uh, the most is Detroit with 12. Okay. It ranges from 0 to 12. Okay. I feel like the team with 0 should be fairly obvious. Are you counting the Sabres? The Sabres are in the mix there. Okay. Fairly obvious. Uh, oh, God. It's very obvious. Tampa? No, Tampa has 10. Oh. Who are they? The Vegas Golden Knights. Okay, yeah, okay. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say that. Yeah, that that was my other. But I was like, well, they've made a lot of trades, and but here's another hint: there are no teams that have one or two. It's either four or three that are either tied or below the Sabers. Ah, well, let me see here. What about Vancouver? Vancouver has three. And wow. I going looking back so are at they, the so list. So they're one of them? Okay, yeah, wow. the, the Canucks have only drafted three players past the first round that have played at least 100 NHL games. Yeah, see, that's... What about uh, Edmonton? Edmonton has to be on there since 2010. Eight. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah that, I mean, that's Shirelli era. Mm-hmm. What about uh, what about Boston? Boston also has eight. Okay. So they're, they're one of the... Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, uh, it was it's kind of tough because... Like, in the past three, four years, not a whole lot of the late-round picks have gotten the chance to play yeah, yet. Yeah. So. Uh, what about Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh they haven't has had 11. Any... Oh, Pittsburgh wow. Pittsburgh was okay. kind of surprising. Okay. They were wow. one of the higher ones. Wow. Uh, this is fun. Mm. What about oh, – well, no, stay away from the bad teams. Uh, what about the Islanders? 
The Islanders and the Rangers both also have four. Yeah, because the Islanders are a team that kind of splurge with trades <clears throat> and free agency. That's kind of how they've built their guys. So Other teams with four, Colorado. Okay. Colorado, Buffalo, Minnesota, Islanders, Rangers, Flyers. Ah, Flyers. Canucks have three. Golden Knights, surprise, to, to no surprise, have zero. Hmm. That's an interesting exercise. Mm-hmm. Kind of tells you. I don't See, know. Does it, does, does, it tell, does it tell a story about what builds a, a good team? Does it? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But I just thought it was interesting because I looked at the Sabres draft record since 2010 and I was like, oh, only four? Four mm-hmm. going to be five with Olofsson approaching the 100 game mark. But And then I was like, okay, maybe that's not that bad. But if you look at it, the league, I did the, the math. The league average for this stat is seven. So they're below league average, but. That's some good research. Kind of telling. Yeah. Nice. Very studious of you. And now people will see that and say, okay, maybe we we don't need to draft. We don't need to draft well. Trade every draft pick. But mm-hmm. I think it says it's possible to draft well. You just have to do it. Yeah. And if they get a second or a first-round pick for Taylor Hall, if they can get a first-round pick for Allmark, miraculously, that'd be pretty cool too. I would... In Montour's current state, I wouldn't mind keeping him. But if they can get a nice pick for him, they can trade Colin Miller. Like, Who I forgot existed. Mm-hmm. So get more picks. Get more shots well, at the dartboard. You, know, you know what's uh, what's refreshing, too, about Granado is that there's, there's been no questionable scratches. True. You know, like guy, guys just play because other guys are injured. Mm-hmm. And that's the bottom line, right? I mean, Colin Miller hasn't been scratched for the hell of it. Uh, Yoki Haru's played and played very well. Yeah, Him yeah. And Darlene looked nice together. Nobody's just getting sat down because they don't play within the team's framework or whatever. The principles. The moral framework. The principles. Thy shalt not cross the center ice line if you're a defenseman. Yeah, yeah. Principles. Like it's like it's ninth grade art class <laughs> learning about the principles of design and stuff. Darlene looks rejuvenated too he does talking about rejuvenating a 20 year old (laughs) but he yeah he looks good he's been getting up into the rush creating offense that assist he had on the middle stat goal past the hall was really nice as well so hopefully this is a sign of things to come for rasmus dalin hopefully but as we've seen over the years you never know with this team anything can happen in Buffalo Sabres hockey. Mm-hmm. I did ask you this question last week. Yes. Who do you think is going to get traded by Monday? Uh, Taylor Hall at the very top of the list. Now, uh, give me a prediction of where. Let's see if we can get any of these right. Uh, let's see. Uh, um, here, Here's one. What about Minnesota. Ooh. Would they pull a fast one and say, hey, Minnesota just emerged. Do they have cap space? Do you have cap friendly? Uh, let me do that. But I'm thinking outside the box because there's going to be a trade where you're like, ooh, I didn't see that happening. That guy to there, mm-hmm. right, with like Rodriguez to the Penguins is what I think about yeah. last year. Are we, I hope we get something like that. That'd be pretty cool. That would be fun. Uh, or like or like a player, again, like you don't expect, like – John, like they trade Allmark for like a first round pick, and then they 
make some mega blockbuster deal with the Ducks to get John Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, the Wild have 1.1 in cap space, uh, so likely not happening there. Well, if you retain half and then take on like a guy like... Uh, they just extended Felino, so that's probably not happening, but... Uh, I don't know. They don't really have... I don't know how Marcus Nick... Johansson. Victor Rask. Ugh. He's making four million. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, um so Taylor Hall, right? Retain half what's at four million that you're sending over there. I'm just looking at their team. So what that 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 puts them three million below. Need something else. Probably getting a first round pick. They need to make up that cost. Uh, uh Nick Benino. Oh, okay. He's expiring. Yeah. He's Maybe making the Sabres four... can flip him immediately for yeah. a pick. He's making 4.1. UFA. I, center. I think Hall in Minnesota makes a little sense. Like, no one it, really it, talks about Minnesota yeah. buying, but... If you're Bill Guerin, you gotta do something, because that's a... They're nice surprising third, season that they or they're having there. They are four points back of Vegas at the moment. Wow. Yeah, for good second, for second in the West. I really didn't think Minnesota was going to be good this year. I thought they were going to start rebuilding. Kirill Kaprizov has put something into that team. I Dollar Bill Kirill. Yeah. Oh, is that what they call him? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I think Taylor Hall is going to go to. Mm, where I think he's going to go to Boston. Boston. Ooh. I think he's going to go to Boston. I think Jake DeBrusque is going to be a Sabre. I'd be okay with that, I think. I Would like you Jake rather DeBrusque. have Jake DeBrusque or a late first-round pick? Uh, late first-round pick. Really? Okay. Yeah. I think I'm all about acquiring assets at the moment. And I think uh, someone tweeted the other day that Ryan O'Reilly's trade was about quality. Mm, I saw that Hall too. is about quantity. I think that was Zach. Zach Carr, maybe. I think so. Yeah, but I agree with that assessment. Oh yeah, just get I at this point. I think I'd rather get like a second, a second and a third, and maybe a prospect than a first for Hall. Yeah, just get as just many pieces, get as many things as you can, as you possibly can get. Get some talent in the door. Because, like, realistically, in this draft, the difference between a mid-second round pick and a late first round pick is not all that much. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I would take I'd take a second and a third and a prospect for Hall than a first. Well, there's a few teams I want to And it's not like on. they gave up anything for Hall either, like where they need to recoup assets. Just get whatever you can get. Wow. You all know how much cap space the Jets have? How much? Zero dollars. Well, they're using LTIR, aren't they? Uh, Brian Little. Yeah, Little Little's probably never going to play again. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're out. <laughs> they're out of the question. <clears throat> okay, Montour, you think he goes? I don't think so. He just signed a new deal, right? He's here. No, he's a rental. Two, really? Yeah. Yeah, he signed a one-year deal. It was deal a one-year deal. Mm, I thought it was a two-year. Ah, hmm. uh, Montour. Oh, man. I don't... I think... I think okay, uh, go first. 
my heart is tugging at me and saying, yeah. Mm. I think that'll happen. I think especially with the fact that he's been playing so well lately, a team is going to say, okay, he's doing that now. Just wait until he gets onto our team. He and, might be able to fetch you a, a pretty penny, too. And I think that Brandon Montour is going to go to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Hmm. Now, that would pose an interesting question of what do you get back. And I think that the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to give the Buffalo Sabres a first-round pick. Yeah, you could definitely. Yes. I Montour, with his skill set, it's not like you're getting, like I'm thinking of going back a few years, you're not getting like a, a Joe Morrow. Oh, yeah. Or like a depth piece like that. You're getting a guy who can actually play. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that that's a that's a good option. And Tampa's not afraid to throw some picks around. But they're getting Kucherov back for the playoffs too, so I I could see Tampa going all in before they kind of have to reshuffle the deck here, uh, especially with Seattle expansion. Maybe they won't want to give up a first round pick. Now maybe I think that might be a little bold prediction there. Maybe it's a prospect and a pick, but. Well, I could see a team like Tampa overpaying for defensemen because I know Elliot Friedman mentioned yesterday in the 31 Thoughts podcast that Tampa's kind of defenseman hunting. David Savard's a name that he mentioned. What about the Rangers? Hmm. They have a ton of cap space. I wonder if they buy. Because I, I think they they're buy. they're pretty close, aren't they? They're very close. They are. Uh, well, they're they're five points back. But they've been playing better. Philly's uh, out of it now, right? Philly's three points back. Uh, but the Rangers, they're kind of making up ground from their start. They're six, three, and one in the last ten. So they're they're playing better. They're getting better goaltending too. So that could be an option. Uh, it's just you're not going to get as much from the they're Rangers. They're pretty okay on the right side. Oh, I forgot that D'Angelo doesn't play for them anymore. Yeah. See, I feel like you 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 want to trade him to a contender because you're going to get more there. Oh, here's a here's a thing to ponder. Hmm. The Sabers, uh, I don't think this actually works, but I wonder if the Rangers overpay to get D'Angelo off the books. Like, would the Sabers take a pick to take on D'Angelo's contract and then just never play him? How many uh, years does he have He's got one more. But if you buy out D'Angelo in the offseason, it's a one-third buyout similarly to Cody Hodgson and Alex Wenberg. Okay. So they could buy out. They can get a pick, a nice pick from the Rangers to help them clear some cap space. And then just buy him out in the offseason. And be like, okay, you can keep sitting at home. We only traded for you for the contract. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have no seen... interest in D- Tony D'Angelo playing for the Sabres. Not, none at all. I'm just offering a hypothetical. Wow, okay. So I'm looking at the taxi squad right now. Uh, that must be inaccurate. I don't know. I don't know how they figure into the, the like the finances on cap friendly for the taxi squad guys. It says Jack Johnson making seventy five thousand. I think it's the taxi squad's the same cap relief you would get if you sent someone to the American League. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, so they don't count against cap. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I don't think the that Rangers would be throwing picks around yet. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. I don't yet, think yeah. the Rangers necessarily make sense. I think a team like Florida, mm-hmm. Tampa. If they can find the financial room, they make sense. 
And you mentioned Tyler Johnson earlier, right? I wouldn't be surprised because is he playing? I, I know towards the beginning of the year he he was waived and he was on a taxi squad. He might be Tyler one of those guys. Playing? He has played this year at points. He might be one of those guys that's kind of bouncing back and forth, though, between the uh, the taxi squad and the active roster. I'm looking at their taxi squad now. Uh, well, where is it? Because Tyler Johnson yeah, would not be a terrible addition to this team. Yeah, maybe he's a bubble player on the Lightning, but he'd be one of the better veteran forwards on this team. Cap friendly, he has him on the roster. Okay. Uh, so uh, let me see if it lists. I think Tyler Johnson's going to Seattle. That seems to add up. He's from Washington too. Johnson's played 37 games. Oh yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought he wasn't playing. And I guess that was just smoke and mirrors before the season started. Mm-hmm. All right. What, what's your prediction for Montour? Where do you think he's going? Oh, well, you said Florida. I think that's an intriguing option. They just lost Aaron Eckblad mm-hmm. for two months. They, I think they were already looking for defensemen to begin with, too. So Florida makes a lot of sense. I, uh, I could definitely see that happening. And they have $10 million in cap space. They're... Mm-hmm pushing for the president's trophy uh would they be willing to give up high assets though who knows um but that that does make a lot of sense uh given our look okay who Linus Allmark think he goes mm. no Sam I don't I, don't I think, think he, they I don't go think with he's just, gonna get traded I think they just resign him yeah and they I think they give him his money that's what mm-hmm. I think. I think they're they're going to commit to him. Then he can he can help bring in Lukanen. They'll stabilize the the position that way. You know, Lukanen will be here in a few years. Get a cheap backup for this coming year, and voila. Toby Reader. I think Reader can help. There's a lot of guys on this team who are good depth for the playoff pieces. I don't know what the playoff schedule is going to look like. If there's going to be you know back to backs like there was last year. But uh, Reader's been around. We talked about this last show, I think, where he's played on. He's played playoff hockey recently too, just last year. Yeah. So he could definitely help a team. Uh, come playoff time. So yes, I I I I think there'd be. You can probably get a sixth, fifth round pick for him. Probably maybe. A fifth. Yeah. Uh, even if it's a fifth for next year, right? Mm-hmm. You can get something for him. Well, they have all. They have eight picks this year. I think a focus should be trying to build picks for 2022 and 2023. See, I could see if it's reader, uh, maybe like Carolina. Yeah. Nice cheap. Yeah. Cause addition. get another kind of role player, even like Tampa too. Yeah. Tampa or, you know, Carolina, they have tons of skill. Maybe they could just, you know, he can be a guy that get some grit and jam, get some grit and jam. You know, honestly, how else do you describe guys like that? Yeah. It's a good way to describe you know role what? players, okay? I was listening to 31 Thoughts at work yesterday, mm-hmm. and Elliot Friedman mentioned that Pittsburgh might be looking for center help, and Jeff Merrick mentioned Cody Eakin. And Friedman said, oh, that's a good guess. but That seems like a Pittsburgh uh, move. I think he said, but Scott Lawton mm-hmm. for Pittsburgh. And then they were talking mm. about Philly and Pittsburgh making deals. But oh. the fact that they mentioned the name Cody Eakin gives me hope. Lawton that maybe would be, somebody would take 
Cody Eakin off. Man, Lawton, Lawton would be like, you know, the, a trade, you know, an acquisition that the Penguins can make that, you know, they'll make a deep playoff run and you'll look back and say, man, what a trade that was, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, uh, he was really good in the playoffs last year from what I, I remember. I can't believe the Penguins are doing so well still. I can. don't Never, ever, ever doubt Crosby and Malkin. Ever. And it, throw a tang in there if you want. They've made the playoffs 14 straight years now. As long as those guys are there, you know, they said that the Patriots were dead yeah. numerous times when, when Brady was there. Never count out the Penguins. It'll never be over until those guys are gone. It's like with, like, you know, the Capitals missed with Ovechkin, but whatever. They had some, they had some, you know, bad surrounding pieces, whatever. But never ever doubt the Penguins. That that that's that's They're not dead yet. If you take away one thing from this show, stop doubting them. They're not going anywhere as long as Crosby and Malkin are there. Even when Crosby was hurt, you know, they've they've trudged along like a zombie when he was out that one year with the concussion. <laughs> yeah. And I think Malkin won MVP. Yeah, Malkin is a monster whenever Crosby's not playing. Yes. Vice versa. When the Penguins had their backs against the wall, they always find a way to come back. They were people were, you know, saying put them out to pass for the start of the season when they weren't doing that well. And they're back. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They might not well, do they, that great in the been playoffs. Facing the Sabers, so I think that's what's kind of helping. That's true. <laughs> they've been great in the playoffs. Doesn't mean they'll go deep necessarily, but the, the, right now they're matched against the Islanders. And that's been their bugaboo. Mm-hmm. So, uh, please don't doubt the, doubt the Penguins. I hope someday that they won't say that about the Sabres. I know. <laughs> well, it was that way once upon a time, yeah. I feel like. But uh, Who are some other names? Riley Shan, do you think he moves? I think so. Like center depth you bring up. Teams I, will be I looking like, for center. I feel like not all the guys are going to go, but I do feel like, out of Reader and Sheehan, I think Reader goes. Shan stays. Yeah, because Reader, you know, I think just he's probably been a more productive player. I think he does more too. He hasn't scored in forever. I remember endless tweets Toby Reader has more goals than Jeff Skinner, Taylor Hall, and Jack Eichel combined. Well, I, I, I like Toby Reader. I like him. He's a good story after being. Called out by Bob Nicholson in Edmonton. Right. Being the reason they yeah. didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has zero goals. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't think Shan goes. Uh, Colin Miller, you think he is a Sabre past Monday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, typically when guys are moved, there's some smoke around it. Yeah. And I don't say it, but also I also said earlier that there's surprises all the time. But I don't know. Colin Miller just... He doesn't seem like a guy. There's nothing particularly special about his game, <laughs> you know. Like he's just if a defense. He likes point shots. We got a yeah. guy for you. He's just a guy, you know. Like I like Brandon Montour is a guy with you know particular skill. He skates really well. He can score. Uh, takes a lot of penalties, mm-hmm. but um, you know I think he he just brings more uh, for a playoff team. He's hard, you know, harder to play against. I guess you could say. How about? Rasmus or Stalinen. He'll be here. He'll be here. As as sure as the sun will rise, <laughs> he is here. There's not going to be a solar eclipse anytime soon. 
<laughs> he will be here. <laughs> My voice cracked. I, I agree, but I think it would be the year where it's not like everyone saying, oh, trade wrist the line and trade wrist the line and would be the year he gets moved. Yeah, yeah. There is this team's gonna pull a fast money all the time. <laughs> Maybe some team will come to Adams and be like, Hey, listen, I got an offer you can't refuse. Mm-hmm. And then they do it. Yeah. See, not like you said, not everybody's gonna be traded. So it's gonna be a quiet year, I think. Yeah. I think it's naive to think that the Sabres are gonna make three or four trades. Uh well one thing I heard a couple of weeks ago now. Maybe a week ago, I don't know, maybe ten days ago. Uh, someone on one of the the insider trading segments on Sportsnet, between a game, TSN, whatever one, whatever one does that, uh, said that what might drive down this might be old news, people. What might drive down value is that, and uh, you know, of course, Canada has loosened the COVID stuff for to seven days, the quarantine. But like, you might only be getting ten games out of these guys mm-hmm. once you trade for them. So is it worth giving up a first-round pick for 10 games of a player? And what happens if things go bad in the playoffs and you lose in five games? You got 15 games from this guy, and you don't have a first-round pick for next year. So that's a risk, too, that teams are going to have to weigh. So uh, maybe that hurts some value, too. Maybe those those picks aren't for this year, but for next year, perhaps. Maybe yeah. that's the way they, they uh, level it out. Um, let's see here. Sam Reinhart. I think this is probably the last guy that's been thrown around. He's here. He's, he's not, he's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Jack Eichel. (laughs) No. Uh, okay. So are there any potential names that are out there that you could see coming to Buffalo or do you think it'll be just draft picks? Hmm. I, I think they're bound to get one young player. I think, yeah. I think I feel like they will make one surprising trade. Right, right. Like Outside um, of the Montour Hall, uh, Stahl is already gone, but I feel like they might make one surprising deal outside of Montour and Hall. Yeah. You and know, I, like, I said Jake DeBrus coming to Buffalo for, for Hall. Maybe that's the player I'm thinking of, but... You know, you know who's a guy I could see them getting, Brett Connolly. Mm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. if, you know, if if there's a monster trade, a uh, let me see if I can find the Panthers picks. But let's say you know a second round pick and then Brett Connolly. <laughs> I'd be you know, okay with a, that. Connolly yeah. scores goals. They need players who can score goals. I believe he, I I think he's having an off year. Yeah, from what I've heard on their radio broadcast. Yeah. Um. You know, cap hit isn't too bad, but I don't. It's Manageable. not. The, it's not that I want Brett Connolly. It's just you know that seems like a guy who would would come over. He's a right winger too, I think. Yeah, they, they yep. do need right wingers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know Chad had a, in a, like a trade deadline prediction piece, Nolan Patrick, mm. but that seems like a player that the Sabers should be interested in. It's just at this point, are the senator or not senators? Are the Flyers trying to you know are they making trades like that? Maybe I I think I've heard that they're looking for big right defensemen. So Rasmus Ristolainen and checks those boxes. Okay, yeah, if it's if it's a long term deal like that, but I don't know if those get done typically yeah. at the deadline. And Patrick is a right shot center, mm-hmm. and they do need more. I mean, maybe he's not playing center long term. Maybe he goes to the wing. But I think plus if you're if you're trading Risto, I don't want Nolan Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I need something more than Nolan Patrick. 
Really? I, I do. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I like Nolan Patrick as a prospect. I think that uh, he just needs a change of scenery. Right, but I mean, you, you know, Joe, Joe, you're always like, this guy's not a prospect anymore. Why are you him like a prospect? Look at what Nico Heischer's doing. True. And you know, he was Patterson. I can't believe I just heard that from you of all people. I don't, the guy has has my he's has a migraine injuries. condition. That's like, true. He's barely played. He's barely played. He didn't play at all last year. Well, he didn't play at all last year, right? Yeah, he didn't play. Like maybe he's Tim Connolly. Maybe he is Tim Connolly. And if he is, that's cool. Like, but he's got to play. He has so, to play. I don't know. I'd take a flyer on him. No pun intended. But see, I'm not. See, I'm not trading Ristolainen. For a, for a, for a flyer, I, yeah. li- I you know literally you know not well, a Philadelphia, okay. not, not a Philadelphia flyer. Let's say, so, would you rather trade Ristolainen for a second round pick or Nolan Patrick? Oh well, Nolan Patrick. Yeah, because but it won't I feel be one like the, for one. I feel like those are your options. Yeah, but you know it won't be one for. Well, do you think so? I, do you think the boat has sailed that far away from shore where you can only get a second round pick for Ristolainen now? He's only got a year left, and another thing here, okay. the expansion draft. You're not going to – I feel like a team trading for Ristolainen would have to protect him. So it would have to yeah. be a team that is thin on defensemen. True. Yeah, and the Flyers have had some awful defense. So I feel like the season. Flyers would be able to protect him. Like, Are they protecting Sam Morin? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. They're protecting Provorov. They're not protecting Ghost. Yeah, bring up bring up the Flyers decor while you got your cap friendly. Yeah, well, I'm um, bringing up Sam Morin. Yeah, 2013. So he's 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 a bust. He's Ristolainen's age. Yeah, he's had his fair share of injury problems. The instigators really like to talk about Sam Morin like he's some cornerstone piece. I think they were talking about him as a potential return in an Allmark deal. So you want to see their decor? Yeah. Say? Who do they got? Who do they have to protect? Uh, Eric Gustafson. Yeah, I think he's gonna be free agent. Well, hang he? on. Yeah, let me wrap cap friendly. I'm on hockey reference right now. Yeah, let me adjust. I think Gustafson's gonna be a free agent, so they don't have to protect him. Where's their defense? Okay. Uh, Ivan Provorov will yeah, be protected. protected. How many guys are protected? Uh, if they go seven three one, I assume so three defensemen. Three one. Yeah, Provorov. Provorov. Uh, Fleet Myers. Okay, yeah, he. Oh, Sandheim too. Yeah, Sandheim. He he he's expiring though. Well, he'll be an RFA. Yeah, RFA. Yeah, nah, maybe the Flyers aren't such a good pick. But like, are the Kraken really going to take Rasmus Ristolainen though? That's like that's another mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe they are a fit. Maybe they aren't. But yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, that's. I don't know. It's exciting though. I have a hunch, Joe, that something's going to happen when we go off the air. Well, let's check on uh, Weisbach Watch while we're wrapping up here. Yep. Weisbach Watch is underway. Trade Watch, Hall Watch is underway. The end of the hall. The right down there area. at the end of the hall. <laughs> it doesn't look like there is any update on Linus Weisbach. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess that if there is a deal waiting, we will find out around like three o'clock. Okay. Let's just say that. I can I can wait till then. Trade deadline. I'm I'm excited. I'm gonna be working during it. Mm-hmm. Just like last year. 
I will be listening to the coverage on WGR. So that that should be interesting. Hopefully the instigators have some fun things to say. Uh, but we'll be back next Tuesday to recap the trade deadline for all of you folks. Um, hopefully we have stuff to talk about. And we'll talk about some of the trades around the league. Hopefully talking about some Sabres wins. Will the Sabres still be in last place a week from now? Probably. Maybe they'll close the gap a little bit, but... Yeah, I don't know if you got anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here, but uh no. Um one thing I want to say about Anton Forsberg, actually, who was starting for the Sanders yesterday. He German. was wearing his Winnipeg Jets gear against the Jets. Ooh. In Senators <laughs> stuff. So I thought that was funny. Anton for Anton Forsberg is such a meme. Do you remember him during the tank year when he played for the Blue Jackets? Yes. And he let in a goal from, like, center ice? Yes. Yeah, the guy's horrible. <laughs> yes. Did he Has he developed at all? Have you, have you watched Anton Forsberg play much? Uh, like, is he capable? Not really. Uh, I mean, he's, he's an NHL goalie. Well, no, not NHL goalie. But, you know, he's he's a goalie. He's a guy. All right? See, for me, he's like Jonas Johansson. He was Jonas Johansson before Jonas Johansson. Hmm. I feel like he's a little better than Jonas Hansen. I hope so. It's hard Just not because you know be. he's wow. So he, he he's worn the Jets stuff multiple times. You know, like with the Senators, he's probably not even bothering yeah, getting well, new bother. gear. He's just getting waved again and then go somewhere else. Right. I mean, look at look at that. I'm showing Joe a picture right now. Oh my god, that's it's hilarious. He has <laughs> Jets logos. He didn't even bother. You know how some goalies. Get that tape and, like, you know, wrap up. Yeah. He didn't even bother doing that. Anton Forsberg has lost all care in the world. What's funny is he was just claimed on January 15th, if I remember correctly, by the Jets, and he made gear in time for that. And just, I mean, how many teams has he been on this uh, season? Was Edmonton, he with the Oilers, too? Yeah, he signed with Edmonton originally. Edmonton, Winnipeg. He probably Ottawa, just said, screw it. I'm not long for this Carolina. Yeah, Car- yep, Carolina was one. So he probably just said, I'm not doing this. Yeah, talk about a waste of money. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, though. Maybe he'll end up back with Winnipeg. Who knows? Oh, they, they picked Comrie back up, so probably not. Poor guy. <laughs> Comrie he gets waived every year and then ends up back on Winnipeg. Every week. Every week. <laughs> All right. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Charging Buffalo podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review if you are so kind. Five stars would be very much appreciated. You can follow the Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. You can follow our prospect coverage on Instagram as well at Future of the Seven One Six, and keep your eyes peeled for the second annual Charging Buffalo Draft Guide. We're going to be working on that very soon. We just got our consolidated uh, top 32 draft ranking up, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but that's something that you guys are going to want to see as the draft approaches in July. And you can also follow us on Twitter, JoeTCBNHL and LVKETCB. And as always, we appreciate you all for listening, and we'll be back next Tuesday. 
to recap the NHL trade deadline, hopefully a Taylor All trade. And we will look forward to it and see you in the next one.